Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. I got a good email for you guys today. I have a 19-year-old guy with aspirations of full-time trading, and so going to be nice going to give him some fatherly advice. I have a 12-year-old. It's like seven years younger than a 19-year-old, right? So I can I can be like more of like a father figure in this one. I'm I'm 40 years old. Just turned 40 just a couple of months ago. So I'm like a young 40-year-old, but still nonetheless. I'm twice this guy's age. So I'm going to like put on the, the father figure hat here and bestow some, some wisdom to this person here. All right. So the whiskey tonight is going to be from the same family. It's going to be a whistle pig. Last episode, I did the whistle pig 15 years. This one, I'm going to do the whistle pig 12 years. And so this is the bottle. Again, I'm not so bougie where I just go out and buy a whole one of these bottles. I found a nice little sampler pack, total wine. Again, they're not sponsoring me. Should they be sponsoring me? Yes, they should, but they haven't yet. So maybe one of these days they will. For now, I'm doing the people's work. I'm doing this stuff for free and I'm benefiting total wine in the process. So, okay. Anyways, I'm going to pour this in. We're going to try it out. Should be pretty good. You see it, man, this thing's got a nice color. It's nice, dark, rich. I like it already. I'm not using ice. The reason why I don't want to use ice is because I feel like this is this is good stuff. This is good stuff that I don't want to dilute. All right, so let's go ahead and give this a try here. Wow. I didn't see it going that way. Man, that's pretty good. It's uh it, it's it's got a harshness, but the harshness it feels good to the soul, man. It really does. Like it just it it, it like it it wakens you up. It makes you more aware, it, like brings you into the moment. Gives you a zest for life. This is good. Oh man, not as not as um, dynamic as the last one. Remember, if you remember when I talked about the Whistle Pig Fifteen, it had a, like a a strong harshness and also like this really nice flavorful sweetness to it at the same time that I couldn't really explain. But but this one, it's got more of a harshness, less of that sweetness. And, and I didn't really give you guys the information on this one. Again, it's Whistle Pig. It's twelve years. 12 years old, it's uh, 43% alcohol, which makes it, what, 86 proof, and then it's wine cask finished, and it's Canadian rye whiskey. So I didn't even realize this was a Canadian rye whiskey. Any case, pretty good stuff. And sorry, I have to lift my glasses up because I'm getting old. Not that old, like 40, like you wouldn't want to die at 40. That would be considered like dying young, but my eyes, it's like as soon as I turn 40, my eyes went to crap. I don't get it, but it did. So I'm having to live with that. Uh, but yeah, this this stuff, this is good. I'm going to give it a 4.6. One, I don't think it's that bad of a drop-off from the 15 years. It's not as good, but it's right up there with it, man. I mean, if I had to choose these two things on the shelf, yes, the 15's better. I'll buy this one just because it's probably going to save me a few bucks. Solid, though. Whew. All right, so let's talk about this email here because we got it from a guy who did not give me a name, and I didn't even come up with a name beforehand. So let's go with Butch. 
Butch is going to be the name. I may have used that name in the past. Not quite sure, but I'm going to go with Butch. Butch. And when you when you say Butch, it's, you you can't just say Butch. It doesn't work that way. You gotta you gotta get really you gotta dig down deep and you gotta say Butch. Like you gotta Butch. You gotta put that emph- emphasis on that B. So Butch says, "Hey Ryan, your videos and podcasts have been so helpful for me. Thank you so much for putting out great free content." And I do. I put out a lot of good content between my podcast and my YouTube channel. I took a little bit of a break this past week from the YouTube channel just, just because I didn't want to get burned out from it. There's a lot more work that goes into the YouTube channel. It gets me a little bit more exasperated at times because I find myself up late at night and I just I needed to catch up on a little bit more sleep this past week and this weekend. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to take a week off, chill, relax, because I, I don't want to get burned out from it where I don't enjoy doing it. But in any case, lots of good free content. He says, I'm new to trading and have been paper trading for a couple of weeks now, seriously. And so seriously, I'm trying to figure out what he means by seriously, like in terms of like routine, because it's one thing to wake up and the market's open and you're like, okay, what am I going to trade today? And you just like look at what everybody else is trading and jump into it. So hopefully he has like a bit of a plan, a strategy and stuff that he's come up with. But he's only been doing it for a couple of weeks now. So I'm not going to have like huge expectations that he's found the holy grail in the stock market because nobody has. He says, I am 19 years old and trying to make this my full-time thing. Okay, that's cool, man. That's, that's a, I'm, I'm glad you're aspiring. Um, we have to be patient, though, when we're doing these things. You can't just say, I'm going to be a full-time trader because I've put a couple of trades together. I've done this for a few weeks, and I think I got it together because more than likely, it's going to send you right back to, into the uh, employment line. He says, I have a flexible job and have low expenses, so that is good, but I am trying to see when I can stop paper trading and do this for real. I had, and he puts in quotes, I had made about $100. I'm guessing that's through paper trading. But then a trade gapped below my stop loss and I lost $120. I am playing with about $5,000 in paper trading. I was wondering what a good number was for me to make before I am ready to do it for real. I was thinking about doubling my money would be a good number, but do you think that that is difficult or easy? I am not sure what percent the average person makes on a trade. It's funny because a lot of people are fascinated with doubling their money in the stock market as if that's a that's a realistic goal. People double it. I just don't think it's a realistic goal to have for every year because the stock market is very difficult. And the more money that you're trading with, the harder it's going to be to double your money. You look at those hedge funds and stuff that they're trading like billions upon billions of dollars of people's money. They're not doubling their money. Why is that? It's because there's too much risk trying to take that. If you're trying to double your money, you're taking on a lot of risk. What I try to tell people to do is like, hey, you may double your money, but just look at it from a trade-by-trade standpoint. It's not so much about how much money you can make from the stock market. It's about how consistent that you can be in your profits. How consistent can you be in making consistent profits and extracting those profits from the stock market on a regular basis? Because if you're not able to do that, then you really shouldn't be trading full-time. Now, Butch here, he has a little bit more of a problem here because I think there's a little bit of a false sense of reality going on a little bit. Um, he's 19 years old. He's just started trading for a couple of weeks. And so he's probably got this like euphoria going. I was like, man, this would really be cool to do for like full time. And there's a lot of people out there that do it. And let me tell you, the people who do it full time, we're, we're some miserable people. Okay. We're, we're very skeptical about society, about life. Trading, because you see so much from politics to life to how it exposes your own views on money, on fear, on greed, it really brings out the rawness in your humanity. (laughs) I hate to say it, but there is very few things in life that will bring out how bad of a human being you can be as trading. And the reason why I say that is because it really brings out your views and your fears and your greed as it pertains to money. 
So when he tells me, he's like, hey, I've been trading for it seriously for a couple of weeks. Well, that's not really enough time. That's not enough of a sample to say whether or not you're ready to do this full time. And then when he goes on to say, hey, I've been doing this with paper trading. Well, th- that's definitely, I mean, you got to start getting into regular money. Here's the thing. Paper trading is easy. It's always going to be easy. You can't determine about yourself whether or not you're going to be a good trader if you're only paper trading. And the reason why that is, is that there's no fear. There's no greed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I talked about uh, this in the trading block a couple weeks ago. Kid down the street comes up to me. He says, hey, Mr. Ryan. I was like, hey, how you doing, buddy? And he says, he says, we're doing stock market chapter in class right now for social studies or I don't know, is government. I don't know, something like that. Uh, but anyways, he's like, I need some good stocks. And so now you guys listen to this podcast and you're like, okay, he probably gave him some good blue chip stocks, some stocks that had low risk, high reward. Heck no. I gave him the most miserable high-risk stocks that I could possibly think of because if I'm in a fifth-grade project and there's no money on the line and it's all fake, I'm going as high-risk as I can freaking go. Yeah. So I told him to go buy some Hertz. I said for him to go YOLO on on Nikola. I said, throw a little Neo, too. It's it's at all-time highs, but man, buy it. And he says, well, we got to come up with a rationale for why we have to buy these things. It's like, stonks only go up. He says, excuse me? I was like, stonks. It's like stocks. It is stocks, but you call it stonks. He says, oh, okay, Mr. Ryan, I got it. He's like, I really like what you're saying here. I, I get what you're saying. He's like, okay, cool. So it's funny. I'm, I'm training this kid that's like 11 years old with this deep manly voice, and I'm like talking in a real high-pitched voice. So it's like the roles are reversed here. But anyways, maybe that's what happens when you start talking about stonks. Your like voice gets really high. Guys, this whistle pig. I'm a fan. I've got another bottle of Whistle Pig that I've had for a while, but it was like uh, it wasn't near the quality of these these two other ones that I reviewed. I can't remember what it was. I think it was maybe like the ten year, which I think is what the one is for next podcast episode is a ten year. But this twelve and fifteen, man, these these things are just dynamic. I'm already out, and I'm not going to give myself a refill because I don't want to get fat, man. I actually Googled earlier today. It's like, hey, can you like lose fat from drinking whiskey? Because that that sounds like a really good dieting plan. There's actually some articles that say you can't. But uh, there's also some things that say, no, no, you can't. I'm going to just go ahead and say I'm not that lucky of a human being to actually like something that will not cause me to gain weight. So I, I believe the stuff that basically says I'm going to you know, blow up into a, a blimp if I keep drinking this stuff. So I'm only just going to drink this one here. I'm not going to drink anymore until I do my second one, my second podcast that is, later this week. So, hey, I'm good, man. Just one is all I did. Now, Butch here has a good thing going for him in the sense that he has a flexible job and he has low expenses, so that's good. I think it's important if you're going to go venture out into full-time trading that you keep your expenses low, that you don't try to live an extravagant lifestyle like you see a lot of these people on the uh, internet uh, portray themselves with like girls in bikinis and, and Lambos and, and a big mansion. I don't, I don't have any of that kind of a lifestyle. I personally try to keep my expenses low and I, I try to live within my means. I, don't, I definitely don't uh, pay for cocaine and hookers like I think some of these other people do. And so he also talked about how he had made about $100, but then it got below my stop loss and lost $120. This was with, with the paper trading, I'm assuming here. And uh, 
the, guys, that's that's you can't make an excuse for that. I mean, that just happens for trading. It's it's not abnormal for that to happen. I've had plenty of stocks gap below my stop loss. That's going to happen. There's nothing I can do about that, and the stop loss won't prevent that. But nonetheless, it's still part of your trading. It's still part of your profit and loss. I mean, you just got to deal with it. Um, so I don't think you can say, well, I would have made $100, but I lost $120. And now you can't do that. You got to include it all in the picture here. He says, I am playing with about 5000 in paper trading. I was wondering what a good number would be for me to make before I'm ready to do it for real. I am thinking about doubling my money would be a good number, but do you think that is easy or difficult? I am not sure what the percent of the average person makes on a trade. So, hey, before I forget to, go to swingtradingthestockmarket.com. It's, it's a uh, Patreon account that I have where you get all of my market research each and every day. You're going to get the S&P 500, the Russell, and the NASDAQ updated a couple times a week. You're also going to get updates on the Tesla stock, the Apple stock, all the FANG stocks. That includes Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google. You get the Microsoft. And you're going to get my watch lists, okay? So multiple times a week, I will do watch lists. In fact, after this episode here, I'm going to update my watch lists. That's going to be for both bullish setups and bearish setups. So depending on what side of the market you're on, you have a watch list that you can work from. The stocks that I think that are most bullish or most bearish, and they're setting up accordingly. And I'm going to give you the most interesting charts of the day. So make sure you check that out. It helps support the podcast. It helps it continue to grow. I appreciate everything that you guys do. Now, back to this email here. There's so much stuff going on with his email, but I've talked about this in previous podcasts too, about you know becoming a full-time trader when you're a part-time trader. Focus on being a good part-time trader. That's what I said in previous podcasts. That's what I'm still sticking to here. I did a three-part series. I highly recommend that Butch goes back and listens to those. And I, I'm guessing since he is a fan of the podcast that he's done that, but you've got to be a good part-time trader. And there's no dollar amount that's going to say, okay, once you've achieved this much money or this percentage return, you're ready for the big leagues. And you got to figure if you're making, let's say you make 100% a year trading with paper money, I would say cut that down by a fifth. And that's probably your real return if you're lucky. And I'm probably being optimistic. Maybe it's a tenth. The reason why is because emotions of greed and fear have so much to do with your success as a trader that you're not going to experience that as a paper trader. It's huge that you experience that. Now, I can't tell you where... You go from paper trading to real money trading. I can't do that. Now, I can say this. I think that the barrier has dropped that allows people to trade with less money because there's no commissions anymore. I don't know how after this election, if we're going to have a transaction tax, that would blow the roof off of the uh, the, the, the stock market and not in a good way. It would pretty much crash the market if they do a transaction tax. But uh, there's talks about that anyways. I, I think that's going to be very difficult. I think Wall Street has a huge pull over the politicians. I think they say that. And I don't think it's ever going to get implemented because Wall Street will always have the last last say on that kind of stuff. They're, they're, they're in the pockets of these politicians. But anyways, trading with $5,000 in paper trading, you know, he's, he's talking about going to full-time trading. Look, you're never going to understand trading in its most realistic form until you're trading with your own capital. That's just, that's just a matter of fact. Now, whether you're ready for that or not, that's, that's a totally different answer. It's like people, they a lot of times will ask me, how much should I place? I'm working with a $100,000 portfolio. How much of that money should I put on each trade? I can't tell you that. It all comes down to strategy. It all comes down to your risk tolerance. Some people, if they're trading with a $100,000 portfolio, they can only afford to put $2,000 on a trade because they can't handle the anxiety and risk that comes with each individual trade that they put $2,000 on. So they can't go more than $2,000. If they put $10,000 on it or 10% of their portfolio, they'll they'll lose their mind. So you got to really base it off of what you are capable 
a handling from a risk tolerance standpoint. And the same is going to go for going from paper money to, to, to real money. It's going to really depend on when you're comfortable enough to do that. You know, doubling your money, you, you do that in paper trade, and that's not going to be at all indicative of whether you can do that with real money. In fact, it's going to be so much harder because when you actually see the real dollars going away and they're not coming back and you're getting stopped out, yeah, that's where fear and that's where greed really starts to, to hit at you. It's taken me a long time to grapple with those emotions because it's just not something that that if you can do in paper trading you can do in real with real money you can't paper trading is so much different it's really not even fair it's it's almost like tom brady playing pop warner football it's kind of like what you are when you're paper paper trading it's like tom brady going out there yeah he's gonna like he's first of all he's gonna look like michael vick out there running around with those kids second of all he's gonna be able to do whatever he wants he's gonna be he's gonna be great in fact you could do tom brady against the entire pop warner football team and he's going to probably win not probably he will it's like that's that much of a difference between going from paper to real money so you can't really make a decision as long as you're paper trading about where you're at in your trading journey because it really hasn't started yet. Now, I think that paper trading does have its perks and does have its usefulness. It really does because it's going to teach you a lot about order entries. It's going to teach you a lot about the different orders. It's going to show you at times how fast the market can move, how how fast it can go against you. It's going to show you a little bit about how you're managing the position sizes in your portfolio. But it's not going to necessarily show you, you know, how quick it is or how slow it is to get filled on a stock or a particular stock. I, I would venture to say it's been, I can't, I don't even know the last time I, I did something in a paper trading account. But I would guess that if, if you have a bid in an ask price, you can get filled right away on a paper trade. I would have to guess it is because it's not really actually filling it, is it? So it's all like simulation. So there's no shares that actually have to be sold to. You can just like pretend. So it, it's all pretend. Your emotions aren't there. The risk isn't there. If you make a big trade, you just added numbers to a fake account. So in terms of understanding the functionality of the stock market, what it's like to place trades and so forth to a certain extent, because again, you're not actually having to buy or sell from somebody, but it's going to show you a little bit more of the mechanics of the stock market if you've never done it before. But at some point, if you're serious about it, yes, I think you should definitely educate yourself. And at a time when you're ready to go out into the real trading world, then you got to make sure that you have your junk together here. You got to make sure you know what your position sizes are. You got to be committed to using stop losses or some kind of risk prevention technique that will keep you in the game. And if you're doing this for the first time, whatever money you commit to the market, assume it's going to be lost. Very few traders have I ever met have not blown up an account before. Successful traders have not blown up an account before. It happens to to us all. We all have because that's part of the learning process. You you have to go through that. And if you haven't, then you're never going to really appreciate the real risk that's out there in the stock market. So, Butch, I think it's awesome that you are wanting to make trading your full-time thing. And I think it's good that you have a flexible job because it allows you to observe the markets on a day-to-day basis. That's going to teach you a lot about price action. That's a solid thing. But what you want to do is not get the cart ahead of the horse. Is that, is that the right way the saying goes? Don't get the cart ahead of the horse. You're 19 years old. You're not in a rush to have to be a full-time trader. If you have a good paying, flexible job and everything, enjoy that job. Use it to your advantage because it is flexible. So it's going to allow you to be able to observe the stock market and, and keep that job as long as you can until at some point it gets to where I'm making so much more money if I'm trading for myself than I am at this flexible job. Because with this flexible job, it's allowing you to trade part-time without having to commit to the risk that comes with being a full-time trader. Because Going from part-time to full-time trading is very much like going from paper trading to just regular trading. There's a whole other set of risks. When you're worried about 
whether or not you and your family are going to eat because of your trading decisions, yeah, that's going to add a whole other element to it, okay? And whether or not the mortgage is going to get paid, stuff like that. There's a lot more that goes into full-time trading. So instead of going from like trading paper money and then trying to figure out when you can go from paper money to full-time trading for a living, let's focus first on going from paper trading to real money and then being the successful trader at real money part-time. And I think if you do that, look, you can't rush the process. You're not going to be there in a year. You're not going to be there in two years. It's going to take time. And I know there's a lot of dudes on Facebook and Instagram, and they're telling you about their system. And if you buy here, I saw some guy advertising on Facebook yesterday. I kid you not. He's telling you about this secret method that he has of buying on these lower bands and and selling at these higher bands and that when it touches the lower you buy and when it touches the higher you sell and i'm thinking to myself he's using bollinger bands that's all he's using and he's selling this as like he's like some kind of genius at the stock market no he's just scamming people using somebody else's methods it's crazy but there's a lot of these like charlatans out there that'll try to scam you thinking that oh if you just follow my simple to use process you're going to make all the money you could ever ask for. And that's that's not how it works. You got to go through the experiences. You got to go through the work and you got to really fight your way through some very difficult and dark moments in trading. So, Butch, I don't want to throw water on the passion that you have for trading. I really don't. I want you to have a realistic understanding of what the stock market is and, and how it works. I've been doing it for about 29 years now. I'm 40. I started when I was 11. So about eight years younger than you were. And I sucked at it when I was younger. I was lucky. I had no idea what risk was or anything else. But I was trading real money, believe it or not. And uh, the reality didn't hit for me until I was about 20 years old when the NASDAQ.com bubble crashed. So there's a lot of experiences for you to experience. There's a lot of things that, I mean, if you've only been trading for two weeks, um, the biggest sell-off you've seen was what we got in September. If, if that, because that was like September. I mean, we're more than two weeks into October. So you haven't really seen how downright nasty this market can get. And not only how downright nasty this market can get, but what it can do to your emotions. Because what it can do to your emotions as a trader is anything that is beyond anything you've ever seen before. The only reason why I've been able to, to get really good with my emotions and with my uh, dealings with fear and greed is because I've, I've seen a lot of stuff in my lifetime trading in the financial markets. I've been through the recessions. I've been through the dot-com bubble. I've been through this pandemic. I've been through the 2008 Great Recession. So I have, I've actually seen my share of um, bad times in the stock market and what it can do. And what's actually funny is that the pandemic crash that we had back in February and March didn't really freak me out that much from a trading standpoint. It really didn't. Uh, I was just more worried about, gosh, I hope, I hope I don't run out of toilet paper before this uh, pandemic ends and I can't get any toilet paper. I hope they can get some, that production process back. In fact, I even installed a, a bidet. Is that how you say it? A bidet? I got that sucker off of Amazon. I was like, heck, I, I'm not going out in the woods. I got to have something. So anyways, if you guys like this episode, I'd encourage you to uh, Go on to Apple. Most of you guys listen to it on Apple or go to whatever platform you're listening to it on. Subscribe or uh, make sure to leave a review or five-star review. That would be awesome. I always appreciate it when you guys do that. So many of you guys have done that already, and I just encourage you guys that haven't done it yet to doing it. If you have any questions, send them to me at ryan at sharepointer.com. I get all of your emails, guys. I really do. I know that if you send me a podcast question, I don't reply to it. That's probably a good sign that I'm going to make a podcast episode out of it, okay? And if I haven't done it yet and you sent it to me before, like, September, shoot them to me again, okay? Because there's a good chance I might have missed it. I got a little bit more organized in my emails recently. So uh, if I missed it, send it to me again, and I'll make sure to make it an episode. Uh, Thank you, guys, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. 
I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on Share Planner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.